Hey, 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 welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller, and I'm here all by myself, at least for right now. Brooke will be joining me here in just a second. I just wanted to introduce this podcast episode and do a quick announcement. So in case you didn't know, the Diet Riders membership doors are currently open right now, and the price is going up April 1st. So if you've been on the fence, now's the time to hop on in there. Not only will you get instant access to everything we've released, to our community, but you'll also get access to the incredible women that are in there to support you and Brooke and I to guide you and jump on our live calls. And April is going to be a huge month for us, not only with the live coaching calls together, but also we are dropping a brand new mini course all about body acceptance. And we're super excited about that. So enough about that. The link is in the description box below if you want to learn more and you can always reach out to us too. But reminder that if you sign up before April 1st, your price as a member will be locked in for as long as you are a member. So now's the time on that. And in other news, I wanted to introduce you to today's podcast episode. This is actually a recorded um, live that Brooke and I did on Instagram. So if you're not following us over at at diet.rioters, go check us out over there. We do coffee chats once a week and we break down some different topics or questions or whatever is on our mind that week. And this particular week, we broke down our very first pillar in the riot framework that we teach all of our members to drop the food rules, drop the guilt, and move on with their food freedom journey and really living intuitively. And so this first pillar is respect. And we drop so much information in this podcast episode. I know you're going to love it. So tune in, check it out. And don't forget to follow us over at Instagram as well, because we are there way too often. All right, now on to the episode and I hope you enjoy it. I got my cute Diet Riot mug. Oh, I should have used mine. Oh, it's dirty. That's why I used it yesterday. <laughs> it's, in the- it's dirty. That's it's dirty. Oh my God. I hey, love it. Hey. Hello. I feel like I haven't seen your face in so long. I get to see you in real life tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh, it's I know. I'm excited to see you too. I um, <clears throat> I feel like I just put on a little bit of makeup because I did not get any sleep last night. <laughs> and I looked rough when I turned on my phone, so. So this yeah. is spruced a little bit. <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes wearing a little bit of makeup just like changes our day. Actually, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off that for a second. Um, since COVID, if you guys are finding, if you're working from home and you find that you're not getting dressed in the morning and you're not doing makeup and you're not putting clothes on, you're wearing your slippers all day. If you guys are finding that like you're having more bad body image days, highly, highly, highly encourage just a little bit extra self-care. Hey, Virginia, just some extra self-care, whether that means a shower every single morning before you clock in, even if you're working from home, putting maybe a sweater on, doing something with your hair. Um, it can drastically change your body image. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so much better when I curl my hair. It like mm-hmm. so much better. And my yeah, this was from yesterday. Really- yeah, and it's nice. I mean, it's it's not bad. It turns into a dread real fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I can curl my hair, because I don't wash my hair every day, I wash my hair like once or twice a week. And so when I curl it just once, just having it like 
decent looking every morning makes a huge yeah, difference. It feels good. This feels is good. Such a tidbit, but it's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up because it really does matter. Yeah. It's like this makeup was not for Instagram. This makeup was for myself to feel more alive yeah. after last night. I think I went to sleep at 530 in the morning for the first time. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. 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 What were night. you doing? Well, I had like insomnia. I could not fall asleep. And then oh. my stomach started hurting. I think I told you. And so I think mm -hmm. I have like random, I don't know if it's like full on food poisoning, but something's just like not sitting well. Um, and then my son woke up scared and then I heard a noise downstairs and then my son woke up again. <laughs> and then oh my, my husband went in to sleep with him and my dog came and slept with me, but he was breathing like this. <laughs> so I couldn't sleep. It oh, like literally God. felt like the world was conspiring against me last night to get some sleep. <laughs> So, and I, okay, this so is actually cute. interesting. I found after years of intuitive eating and like just intuitive living really like, cause it kind of mm -hmm. starts to bubble into every area of your life that I learned about myself. If I work out too late at night, close to bedtime, I cannot sleep. Mm -hmm. And I used to be a nighttime worker outer. I used to be like, Oh, I'll work out at like eight. It's fine. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. a server for a while. Like I was in college. I'll just work out at night. And I was always like, I just am not a good sleeper. I can't ever fall asleep. No, you're working out at 8 p.m. and then trying to go to bed. And my heart rate was like, you know, so, um, so I've learned that I can't work out too close to bedtime. And last night I worked out at like seven or six 30. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just a little too close. Like, I think it, it probably would have been fine without the like world conspiring against me to not sleep. But, um, it was just like probably a little too close to bedtime. So I'm gonna try to scoot it up today. Know. Yeah. Well, and that's what I've, I found that about my body too. Like I can't do anything really high intensity, but I can do yoga like yeah. right before bed and it's Stretching, so yeah. good. Yeah. I actually <laughs> sleep better. So it's like finding that balance of like, sometimes it's just like the lower impact stuff actually makes you sleep better. But yeah, but some people like they can go for a run and like go to bed. That's my I husband. Yeah. That. No yeah. problem. He can drink yeah. a cup of coffee, get on the Peloton and go straight to sleep and have no. Oh, I, I could drink the coffee like any time of day. <laughs> Yay. Okay. I we're not going to just be talking that. about this. I know. I used to think that, but then as I got more and more intuitive, I would start to like peel back of like, oh, maybe this is it. And I would peel it back and be like, oh yeah, that was it this whole time. Like, and I yes. thought I was like immune to it or whatever. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So to refocus, refocus. we thought for the next few weeks, we would bring you through our main pillars of our riot framework that we teach our members and how we kind of look back at our own journey and realize that these are the steps we took to get where we're at to ditching diets for good, not really desiring to go back there and finding food freedom or living an intuitive way of where we trust our body first um, and mm -hmm. make decisions out of that. So we've broken it down into the riot framework. And today we're covering the R, which is respect. So it's respect, identify, I always spell it wrong when I'm doing it this way. <laughs> respect, object. identify, object, and trust. And those are our four pillars. And today we're going to break down the R, the, uh, the, I almost just said riot, the respect <laughs> portion. So, and how important that really is. I love, I actually love the word respect so much. And I feel like part of that came from, so I have a few clients who, when we talk about body, like acceptance and body love and body positivity, they like, they, they don't connect with that. They're like, I don't, I don't connect with those words. And then when I said, well, how about, how about we talk about ways to respect your body? And they're like, that works. I will do that. Yes. And so I think for a lot of people, um, respecting is like that civil relationship that we have with our body and we have with food so I think a lot more of us can get on board with that mindset versus like 
I need to love all foods and I need to love my body and I need to, like that feels so far away. So yeah. I think respect is such a great word because it's just saying like, I'm going to be civil to like all things, which is great. Yes. We should all be civil to all things, right? <laughs> I wish the world was like that. We yeah, have a lot less fighting. I hey. think true. Yeah, for real. I think true, like just breaking down that word respect and what that means and what it doesn't look like and what it does look like. So a lot of times I will ask myself things like, okay, is that respectful? Like, is that a mm -hmm. respectful way to treat myself? A lot of times we say it this way where it's like, is that how you would treat your best friend? Is that how you treat mm -hmm. your daughter? You know, yeah. people who, whom you love and respect and, and want good things for, is that how you treat yourself? And yeah, that word respect is so powerful because I'm with you. I feel like even still, and I have pretty good body image these days. Like I, I feel pretty confident in my body. I've really come to like body acceptance and feel really good in it. But like, yeah. even still the idea of like body positivity to me sounds like I'm walking out my front door and I'm like, Here I am. I'm going to be naked. <laughs> yeah. And I'm totally naked. And a, that's not what the movement is. So like, let's no. not get confused on that. No. But like it, it does bring up these thoughts and feelings and almost like more fear than it is like excitement mm -hmm. typically for most of us, but the word respect and starting there, starting with just basic needs. Like you talked about earlier, like self-care being like showering every day, like basic yeah. needs is hygiene. Basic mm -hmm. needs is feeding yourself. Basic yep. needs is getting enough sleep. Yikes. So <laughs> a lot we're of working on that. <laughs> we're working on, working on it for several years in a row here. Mm -hmm. um, but truly having that like respect level and asking yourself that question, is this respectful to myself? Is this respectful to my body? Is this respectful to you know, and if you're religious, Brooke and I are both Christians, is this respectful to God? Like, is this how God would want us to respect the body that he's given us? Um, mm -hmm. Is this respectful to the food? Am I being, res like, the word respect can be applied to so many different things. Uh, movement, how you move your body, your relationship with other people, who you let in to your world, who you let onto your social media. Hi, hopefully it's us. Um, you know, how are you respecting yourself in all different areas? The clothes that you keep in your closet, the products you use, the time you give yourself, giving yourself enough time to eat, to do basic mm -hmm. functions. So respect is our pillar number one. And it's for a reason because we really truly believe that once you find and once you ask yourself those questions of, am I respecting myself? Everything else starts to fall in line, right? Mm -hmm. Like we know what's respectful to our body and what's not. We know that it's probably not respectful to skip breakfast, over exercise all day, and then, you know, binge at night. Like it's probably not a respectful way to treat our body. We know yeah. that it's not respectful to, you know, only eat the most healthy foods in all the world and ignore all other foods and celebrations you're sitting back and you're not enjoying the cake and you're not going out with girlfriends like is that a form of respecting people around you and your body and your enjoyment and your joy in this world like if we get that respect piece right a lot of things just start to fall into place yeah i think one thing you said i just have to piggyback off of so let's flip it so let's say that we are under eating. So let's say we're eating um, 900 calories a day, which I actually heard this yesterday from a woman saying I'm only eating 900 calories a day. She's over exercising. So let's just let's put this into perspective. What if I told Alyssa, hey, Alyssa, in order to be healthy, you need to eat 900 calories a day. No more. You need to go run 10 miles a day. And if you don't, you're going to fail. Okay, if I talk to Alyssa like that, wouldn't you guys be like, whoa, that's really disrespectful. That's not okay. What if we told, what if I looked at my son and I'm I said, friend. you know, 
yeah, like what if I looked at my two-year-old and said, you know, you're looking a little chubby. So I think that I'm going to actually, we're not going to do snacks anymore. I'm actually going to skip breakfast for you, my two-year-old, because you're looking a little chubby. What if I started doing that to my son? Like that would be child abuse, right? But we're so quick to do that to ourselves. We're so quick to not realize that that's actually very disrespectful to our bodies. So I love what you said. It's like immediately flip these things and say, if I did this to my child, if I said this to my spouse, if I said this to my best friend, how would this come across? Would it be respectful? Is stepping on the scale and then beating yourself up and saying, you're not enough, you suck, you're not worthy. Is that respectful? It would, if Alyssa stepped on the scale and I looked at her and said, no, that's not good enough, you suck, go stop eating. Like, no, that'd be like the meanest thing you could ever say to somebody. But yet we, we talk to ourselves in such a negative way. We treat, we under eat, we overexercise, we push our bodies in so many ways. It's not respectful. Yet the issue, and it's not with, if you guys are doing this, the issue isn't with you. The issue is with society because society deems that stuff as completely normal. That's yes, where the issue is. Nice. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that reminds me today's episode of the Diet Right podcast. If you guys have not listened, it mm-hmm. is so good. It's with Meredith. one of our friends, Meredith, here on Instagram. Um, so incredible. And she talks a lot about these behaviors that are normalized in us. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of talk about different like phases of life. Like you guys know, I love like the toddler, kid, baby age. Mm-hmm. But she talks about college and how in the episode, I'm not going to like give it all away, but how much different behaviors of how we treat ourselves mm-hmm. is normalized in college, especially those first few years, and how then we carry that normalization into the real world. And we think that that's normal, but it's, it's really not. That was just college, you know, that society, that idea that group think. And I think too, like being respectful with your expectations of what your body can do. Like, are you watching people on the internet, you know, running a marathon and you're like, I should be able to do that. And then you get up and try to go do it. And then you feel like a failure. Like they've probably been training for years. Like even Mm -hmm. the ones who say that they've just started training, they've probably been a runner for years. Mm -hmm. So like to have respectful um, expectations of yourself and also that self-talk, like Brooke is saying, like respect, even maybe just starting there. Like I, we talk a lot with our members, like the respectful choices and actually decisions we make and the actions mm-hmm. we have around food and movement and people we interact with and all these sorts of things like action wise, but even just the self-talk, are you speaking to yourself in a respectful way? And mm-hmm. sometimes it does help to say it out loud. And I don't always love to give like a ton of credence and time to negative thoughts, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's really helpful to journal it or to say it out loud because sometimes we don't realize how disrespectful those thoughts or things that we're saying or those tapes that are running are mm-hmm. until we say it out loud. And like Brooke said, like pretend like you're saying it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Would you say it? Probably not. So I think 100%. that's really powerful. So truly this idea of respect spans all different areas of our life. Um, we focus a lot inside the membership of actually that's our focus this month specifically with the weekly prompts that we give our members is to really focus on that respect of our body and respecting Mm -hmm. the choices that we're making, making choices out of a place of respect and not guilt and shame and insecurity, Mm -hmm. right? When we're making decisions out of what the scale said, or we're making decisions out of how our pants fit, or we're making decisions out of what we ate or didn't eat yesterday, those decisions are coming out of place of guilt, of mm-hmm. insecurity, of even like just being unsure, um, not really tuning into our own body, but letting external forces decide what our next choices are. And when we come at it with a level of respect, 
and we say, okay, what, how can I respect and honor my body? We use that word a lot. How can I honor my body today? That's mm -hmm. coming at it with a place of respect and saying, this is what I need to be nourished, to have energy today, to be able to complete the things I need to complete with work or in life and in my relationships or just physically with myself. I need to be able to do these things and I need to nourish myself adequately to get there. And it becomes a much more civil conversation between you and every decision you're making. And it really builds on each other. It's a muscle that we flex and we get better and better at it, switching from making decisions out of guilt, shame, insecurity, failure, you know, other people's opinions of us, whatever that looks like, and moving to a place of true and internal respect and that relationship with our own body, you get better at it. <laughs> and it mm -hmm. eventually becomes a downhill, like, honestly, it's like you're climbing a bike at the top of the hill and then you can just like accelerate down the hill. It becomes so much easier. And then you start to realize, and I talked about this yesterday in our stories, how wild the fact that you used to trust everyone else except for yourself. You used to put yourself yeah. last. Um, and that's been really cool to see inside the membership. You can see the transformation of our members when they started, when they introduced themselves, when they started on the first course or when they you know, started answering questions in the weekly prompts and sharing with us to where they're at now, even just a few months later, of just the confidence that comes from truly choosing to respect your body day in, day out. And it doesn't have to be 100%. You don't have to get 100 out of 100 choices right out of respect every day. It's just leaning that way as often as we can. Yeah, I think, so the pillar of respect is so broad. And I think one thing that Alyssa said earlier that I loved is it's really about intuitive living. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that I've heard from a lot of clients recently is like, you know, this kind of like plays into a lot of aspects of my life. And I'm like, 100%. So part of respecting your body is I'm just going to go through some examples. So people understand like what we're talking about. So one thing would be self-talk. So are you getting on the scale in the morning and letting that number determine what you eat that day, how much you move that day? If so, getting rid of that scale is one way to respect your body. Um, let's say that you get dressed in the morning and you're like, Ooh, every time I try on this outfit, I feel so bad about myself. And then the negative self-talk is going, going, going. Okay. That's a sign that cleaning out your closet is going to be really respectful for your body movement. That's a great one. So movement so good for our health, but it's really important that we ask ourselves what actually feels good today. Could I push myself a little further? Like, would that feel good? Or is today a good day for a rest day? Um, and a lot of times we do what diets tell us like, oh, you have to run X amount. You have to do this. You have to do this. You should do this. You should do that. Really. We're taking out all of the external factors and saying, but I know my body best. What do I need today? And if you're mid workout and you're not feeling it, I had a client tell me this this morning. It was such a cool win. She's like, yeah, I was like running outside and it, it just, it was hot out. I wasn't feeling it. Now she's not in Colorado where it's cold. Um, and she's like, I just like turned around and I was like, good for you. And then she had another day where she's like, I did two workouts today. I just was, that's what I was feeling. That's, I was super, it just felt so good. And it's like, yeah. there's no wrong way, but truly listening to your body is, is the best way to respect it. And a lot of that, you know, it goes into movement. It goes into self-talk. It goes into comparison, the book Intuitive Eating, that's my number one, my favorite chapter in Intuitive Eating is about respecting your body. I think that is the most, in my opinion, that's the most useful chapter out of the book. And that's where I spend most of my time. It's just, it's, there's so many aspects of it. Same thing with food, like Alyssa said, 
you're under eating and you're not thriving and you're not feeling good and you have low energy and low mood, the best way to respect your body would be to add a snack in or drink some more water. Like there are definitely things we can add in with our nutrition that make us feel better and respect our body more. But we're always so fixated on what we should be doing and what other people are telling us to do rather than looking inward. And so that's like really the biggest part of it. Yeah. And I, I honestly just like the respect part, everything else falls into place. Even all the other principles inside of intuitive eating, which is an incredible book. If you haven't read it yet, it's, it's just, it's where you need to start. It's so, so great. Um, But honestly, every principle, if you are truly respecting your body, everything else falls in place. You stop listening to voices that are negative. You stop listening to people who don't know you. You, you know, you eat enough to be satisfied. You Mm -hmm. choose things that sound good, but also nourish your body. A lot Mm -hmm. of the choices get done for you when you're coming from a place of respect, which is why it's our top Mm -hmm. first pillar that we teach and we cycle through inside the membership because it's such an important piece to learn. And I I always equate it (laughs) because truly intuitive living like you start, everything boils over. Like for me, it started with food, mm-hmm. but now it's easier to make decisions in everything. Like regardless yes. of if it's about food or moving my body or anything, it's easier for me to tune in and think, what do I actually want? Because I no longer have swirling voices of what I should want. And I'm going to give an example and it's going to feel really maybe out there, but it's, it's what I resonate with. Okay. I'm excited. So picture yourself choosing a movie on Friday night. Okay. Or choosing where to eat. We all struggle with that, right? Like what restaurant to go to when, you know, we went to restaurants all the time, but okay. So choosing a movie or something to watch. Okay. And you're like flipping through the trailers. You know how some nights, let's say for me, I like rom-coms. They have to be like pretty heavy comedian or comedy though. And I like action movies and I like suspense and drama and all these things. I like like murders. I like murders, but they have to like kind of be funny and be not too scary because then I'll be scared all night. Um, So I like a lot of different genres of movies. But why is it that sometimes on a Friday night, I feel like watching a comedy and some nights I feel like watching a suspense or a thriller. That's intuitive. Mm -hmm. That's me knowing what sounds good to me. It, It seems so kind of funny to think about entertainment, but it's so true, right? And I think that's probably true for you guys too. Some days you feel like watching The Office again. And some days you feel like watching a brand new show. You feel like trying something new. It's the exact same way with our hunger, with our satisfaction with food, with all of these kind of intuitive eating things. (laughs) It's the same idea. So when I first became an intuitive eater, decisions about what to watch got way easier. I used to like scroll through movies and I used to have, honest to God, I used to have like external voices about what I should want to watch. Well, Friends is your favorite show. So you should be wanting to watch Friends every minute of every day for the rest of your life. Or um, all the cool kids, you know, in high school, all the cool kids wanted to watch horror movies. I hated horror movies, like gory horror movies, but I was like, well, all the cool kids want to watch that. So I probably want to watch that too. So like you have these external thoughts of who you should be or what choices you should be making based on who you want to be perceived as. Mm-hmm. And it's just watching it in show, like be intuitive yeah. and think like, what's going to feel good. Do I need something spunky and funny? Or do I need something emotional? Like what, what am I needing to release and to be entertained and to actually have some downtime? Cause that's what we're doing when we're being entertained, right? We want to mm-hmm. have downtime. We want to unwind and relax and do all the things. And it just was such a great comparison to me from entertainment to food and how 
intuitive eating actually led way to me being more decisive with things like what I want to watch that night, where I want to go to eat, what I want to do with my Saturday, like how I want to celebrate Valentine's Day with my husband or whatever. You can be more intuitive about so many more things. For us, it started with food. Maybe for you, it starts with how you talk to yourself. Maybe for you, it starts with basic hygiene, take care of my needs, you know? Um, so yeah, I just thought that's, that was a great example for me <laughs> to realize yeah. that entertainment truly can be very entertain or um, intuitive. And it really is all part of that intuitive living. Well, I think part of the intuitive living too is like setting boundaries with family and friends. So like, like Alyssa yeah. and I talk about, our, Alyssa and I have very similar churches. And something that I think both of our pastors talk a lot about is you are going to be the most similar to the people you surround yourself with. So if you are hanging out with friends and all you guys have in common is diets, maybe yeah. it's okay to set those boundaries and like yeah. try to find a group of friends that, or maybe you change the conversation. Hey guys, I actually don't want to talk about this. Let's talk about how are you feeling? What's going on in your life? So some of that actually plays into like setting boundaries in your life, which is so powerful. And then another example is even finances. I find I am so much more picky about where I put my money now yeah. versus where I was in the past. So like in the past, it was like, oh, well, I like, I remember in college, I need $200 this week. I'm going to go out to the bars and do this and spend it on this. And it was like, I like went shopping more in college when I was baroque AF than I ever go now. Because like right now, it's just not worth it to me. It's like, I don't yeah. want to spend my time and money in the store. So I'm not going to do it. But I want to spend my time and money like Alyssa and I are just going to talk about our Pelotons for a sec. I bought a Peloton and this was a decision I mustered over for three months. I love spin class. I love it. It is so much fun. Um, and it was like a decision that I did not take lightly. I literally canceled my gym membership so that I could afford to pay for it. Like that is, that was a deal, but it was like, I spent so much time and consideration, like pros and cons. And in the past, I either would have just thrown money at it and thrown money at other things and then been like, whoa, my budget's way off. Or like, so that's one thing. Like I was not intuitive with finances before. I was just like, oh, well I can afford that today. So like, why not? I, I should, I can do that now. I wasn't looking into the future. And now it's like, no, I'm going to be very picky about what I spend money on and what I don't. Like, I'm just, I'm not, you know, interested in going shopping just to shop. I'm not going to spend money on this outfit if I don't love it. Like, I just became very picky with other things. And so I think that plays into so much, like, like you said, it just plays into all aspects of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, okay. So this is kind of where maybe the last thing that I'll say is, is the intuitive part of, of living your life and being truly respectful. I can't stress this enough how much respect really does play a role in every little thing we do. Like Brooke said, even with mm -hmm. our finances, everything, and really respecting who you are on the deepest level, who you actually are. So it's so easy for us to get wrapped up in diet culture where they say to drink, you know, smoothies and like kale smoothies and, you know, have only salads for lunch, eat something green every day, you know, all these rules, if those rules don't suit you, if you don't like smoothies, if you don't, if you live in Canada and you don't want to wake up with a cold smoothie every morning, don't like that is who you are and who and what feels good to you. And I think so many times we put ourselves on the back burner going, oh, what I want or what I like is either wrong or not good enough or, um, or it shouldn't matter as much. So I'm going to do what they say is important. And we're not really truly respecting who we are. And this comes a lot for me for movement, moving my body. 
of things I think I should like. I should like bar. Brooke likes bar. I should like bar. We're basically the same person. Um, I should like cardio kickboxing. I was like, I'm going to love cardio kickboxing. I am aggressive. I am high intensity. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. Like I need aggression, like places to take on my aggression. I should have loved kickboxing. I hated it, you guys. I absolutely hated it. So it's like, it's this idea of respecting who we actually are and what our actual preferences are, how we enjoy spending our time, whether that's movement, with food, with friends, family, at home, like entertainment, whatever, and respecting what we actually like, not what we think other people think we should like. We spend so yes. much time trying to figure out what other people are either telling us to like or what we should be doing with our body or should be eating or whatever versus what does our body actually say? And I promise you, I know it's scary right now and eventually we'll get to the T, but like you can trust your body to make decisions that are wise for your body. Yeah. Food, food included. I know so many of us are so scared about intuitive eating because all I'm going to eat is ice cream and Cheetos. That's me and Brooke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like our favorite food. <laughs> I know it feels that way right now, but it's just not true. Cause when you're making decisions out of respect, there might be a time or a period where all you eat is ice cream and Cheetos for a period of time, but eventually you will level out. And when you are respecting your body, guess what? Your body craves whole foods. Your body craves vegetables. Your body craves mm -hmm. fiber. Your body craves a balanced plate, but eventually you have to get to that point where you can trust your body to make good decisions and you actually listen to those decisions, not these surface level thoughts that are coming from mm -hmm. somewhere else, but actually what your body is asking for. And that's really where the magic happens. So all that yeah. to say, um, that is our first pillar of the riot framework. So again, it's respect, identify, object, and trust. Tune in the next few weeks. We'll go through all of our kind of framework pieces. And today, you know, really talking about this respect and nailing it home, I know, but it is truly the pillar on which everything else is built on. It's what we're teaching right now in February inside the membership. So if you feel like you need help with this, if you feel like you are not respecting your body daily and you don't know how to get to that next place, hop in the membership. Doors are open to you. Introduce yourself. Come alongside a community of killer kick-ass women who are doing the same thing they will support you i'm like thinking about them getting all choked up it's an incredible place to be and an incredible place to learn how to truly tune in with your body and make choices now that are going to honor your body later yeah and i think um yeah the exciting thing is at the end of the month we go over like the topic of respect of like hey where do you feel like you guys have made strides what's going well with respecting your body this month and where are you still stuck where are you still struggling and we work through that together um so we can do a little bit of laser coaching on those calls and then other members are like hey this is working for me you should try this it is so much fun so you definitely want to get in now that way you can start working through some of this stuff on your own and you're like oh okay I'm actually maybe I need to work through some respectful self-talk but you know my movement's great I'm actually have a really healthy relationship with movement right now Ooh, that comparison stuff that's kind of kicking in a little bit I, I I think I'm you know I'm becoming more aware of that perfect then you can identify kind of where your struggles are and where your wins are that way when you get on these group calls you're like really um you know like what you need the most help with and I think awareness is like such a big part of this if you have no idea you're like I don't know if I'm respecting my body I have no idea it's really good excuse me to challenge to challenge and ask yourself these questions and mm -hmm. I just had a really good conversation with a client um right before I hopped on here and I said so much of this is just asking yourself questions 
all the time. And you know your body best, right? But if you never ask your body questions, how do you know what your body wants? How do you know? So it's so important to constantly ask yourself, does this feel good? How does this feel? Could I push myself further? How did I feel when I ate that? Ooh, did I eat past fullness? What did that feel like? Like, literally, this is all just asking yourself questions and learning from yourself. And if you have no idea where to start, that's why the membership's so helpful. It's giving you specific prompts of like, hey, this week, this is what we're talking about. What are you struggling with? How are you feeling with this? You're gonna have weeks that are super easy. You're gonna have weeks that are really hard. But having some sort of guidance, I think is probably the most effective way on this journey to get to point A or from point A to point B the fastest. So what Alyssa and I wish we had, I mean, we didn't have that. We like took us years, (laughs) took us years to make progress. We were just floating along, not really knowing what we were doing as dietitians, like trial and error, maybe five years of school. We still didn't know what we were doing. Lots of trial and error. Lots of trial and error where this right framework came from is we look back at our own journeys, the journeys of the women that we've helped and the women inside the membership too, and saw what's working, what's the most powerful and where can we really laser focus in on to make huge changes quickly, as quickly as intuitive eating can go, right? We've never told you it's a 30 day quick fix, but a lot of members are seeing big changes in just a few months, actually quite faster than I expected. Um, And that's really amazing. And like Brooke said, it's all about asking yourself questions and tuning inward, looking inward. And Brooke and I are never going to tell you your body's wrong. We're never going to tell you your body's wrong. We're going to continue to help you focus those questions and answer them in a non-judgmental way. Again, mm-hmm. with a respectful response, right? So when we have a we when we have an answer to a question that diet culture would shame or tell you should be embarrassed about or ashamed of or you're wrong, in Diet Riders membership, we're going to tell you we understand that we've been there, we've ha- we have felt that too, and it's coming at it with a form of respect and curiosity about where your body's at and where you want to be versus judgment and more and more shame. It's not a place where you don't want to show up. It's a place where you want to show up and feel supported because it is the best feeling when you come to our group calls and someone goes, Oh, me too. I, I struggle with that too. I did that too. It is incredible. I love it so much. So the link is in our bio. If you guys want to join the membership, the monthly membership we always recommend for people who have worked with a dietitian before or feel like maybe they just need a little bit of help. But the yearly membership, we really recommend to give it a year. Not only do you get mm-hmm. two months for free if you sign up for the full year, but you get access to a whole slew of new things. You can check the link for a complete list. Um, and it's it's a really fun time. And you're likely going to be there for about a year anyways. Um, right. So it really does make sense. And even Brooke had a client who graduated with her. And truly graduated is doing an an amazing job. And she joined the membership for a year just because she wanted that continued support. And um, that's amazing. So she just said, have you? Yeah. She just said, well, the community is such a great place. She's like, yeah. And, and she understood, I think that was the coolest part about like wrapping up and we're still working together a little bit here and there. Um, But she's like, I just need, I just need that accountability and I need that support. Like when I have a question, I want to be able to have it answered because in a year from now, like we're going to go through holidays, we're going to go through different seasons. And it's so great to know, like, through the holidays, I have support through the summer, I have support through these weddings, I have support, like, through visitors coming, like, there's so many things that come up throughout the year. So I think that's where it, it where it's so helpful is when you have a stressful situation come up, like, cool, we got you. 
Yeah. The members got you too. Like they got, and we focus on it. We do those weekly prompts to really like during the holidays, we did them about the holidays and Mm -hmm. you know, it was really, really powerful to have support during those times or, you know, just your life circumstances changing during, you know, this crazy season of our lives. So, um, it's a great place to be. We can't wait to welcome you in. And yeah, if you start now, you'll have a full week before our next live call to get some of the information under your belt, get familiar in there, and then come to live call, get all your questions answered and get a little bit of coaching from us. So we're super excited to have you and the link is in our bio. Otherwise we will see you next week where we'll be talking about I uh, identify. So lots to unpack there. Can't wait to chat more about that. And don't forget to check out the newest episode of Diet Riot Podcast with Meredith. So good today and just Mm -hmm. really powerful. So I'm excited for you guys. We will see you next week. See you later. See you later. Bye.